0: You are listening to a Dullahan Productions podcast. Listener discretion is advised. In a country with a bloodied history for independence. You can easily find stories of the supernatural, but what, after all this time, could be found at one of the most haunted locations on the island? Let's once again pack our bags as we travel to Dublin, Ireland, to investigate the notorious prison known as Kilmainham Jail. So pull up a chair, join the circle, and let's introduce ourselves in this weekly meeting of Alcoholic Anomalies. I'm your host, Jason Sparks. And as always, I'm joined by my co-star, Bobby Strickland.
1: I'm very disappointed that you think I don't know anything about this, GL. You know something about this? I mean, it's my heritage. Oh, come on now. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I don't know anything about the GL. <laughs> I was about to say,
0: just because you have red hair, Bobby, doesn't mean you know everything about fucking Ireland. I mm, you know. No, so, so Bobby, um, so without a doubt, I, you know have done some pronunciation searches to make sure I, I get everything as, as close as possible. But uh, uh I was like, you know, it, words are hard. And uh being being a very American, very southern, uh, I'm I'm prone to making, you know, mistakes. But I, I really felt like Ireland was putting up just a big old F U middle finger right to the face. Because jail is spelt G-A-O-L. And so I was going to be like, oh, it's it's goal or gale or, or something like that. And then I listen to the pronunciation. And it's like jail. And I'm like, OK, fuck you, Ireland.
1: <laughs> well, I don't even want to know how you uh, spelt the first word because I spelled it kill K-I-L-L. Then main M-A-N-E and then him H-I-M.
0: You're pretty close. It's K-I-L-M-A-N-E-H-A-M. H-A-M? H-A-M. Ham. But it's hum. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Kind of interesting. It's... I haven't drank enough for this yet. I don't know. <laughs> 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 I'm just going to let it roll. You hey, know. that That's what we're good at, but we're also good at drinking, so we need to get on that.
1: Well, I know you're drinking uh, some apple pie right now. It's kind of uh, stout. It's kind of burning my chest a little bit.
0: I mean, I understand that, but honestly, Bobby... I would rather drink that than this uh, strawberry lemonade shot from a popular beer manufacturer. That, well, that's um, your
1: own fault for buying that. I tried to tell you not to.
0: So I thought it was going to be good, okay? I <laughs> I really did. And then I, I brought in two shots into my room, and I was like, all right, Bobby, I'm going to take the first one. I got two of them. I take the first one, and I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> this is <laughs> the worst thing ever I'd rather take a shot I ever cleared and just not worry about it. Like it like well, clear... you shot I ever cleared. I don't think you're recording this podcast. <laughs> no, honestly, I all the all the crap that's in my throat right now would be cleared out. I'd be good to go. Like <laughs> I have no worries. I would not probably be able to read the script I have in front of me, but hey, we'd be rocking and rolling, baby. You'd be talking like sorting your words
1: together where I couldn't understand what you're trying to say.
0: Yeah, um... you've been around me drunk plenty of times. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> the audience might know what the hell I'm saying, but you, you, you know, know what I'm saying, man?
1: No, 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 no. Roll,
0: roll tie, Paul. Roll
1: tie. Roll
0: tie. All right. So, with that being <laughs> said, the, the Kill Man <laughs> Jail opened in 1796, where inmates were rarely given beds. If they were, they were strictly iron beds. But most inmates found themselves sleeping on straw. The cells had no windows, and there was no source of heat. Most prisoners were minor offenders, and during the prison's tenure, some inmates were shipped off to Australia, and yet overcrowding was still an ongoing concern.
1: That also sounds like the room I'm in right now. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. You started describing that. I was like, well, there's no windows in here. I ain't got a bed in here. Um, No heat or air in here
0: because there's no vents. A little bit of a fan. That's about it. I mean, you could use those creepy dolls that are right beside you as straw bedding. You know, <laughs> I may have to take pictures of this and
1: just like upload it to uh <laughs> upload it to the Instagram, just so like people understand.
0: I'm mean, in a
1: very creepy room right now
0: <laughs> with these dolls. The things we go through to record. And no, this is not creepy dolls that Bobby just keeps within his own house because he's a freak. You know.
1: No, I I'm not at home right now. I came to my parents' house and I decided to come to this like catch-all room to record because my dad's like asleep on the couch snoring. Surprisingly, picked up on the audio, and
0: yeah, it's a it's an exciting exciting trip right now. You know, when when your dad listens to this episode, he's gonna be like, I don't snore that loud.
1: Oh saw uh yeah sawing logs in there but it is
0: (laughs) (laughs) but uh, honestly to like throughout my investigation of the jail i had honestly like I, i knew without a doubt that australia was a country of convicts to to put it lightly not to offend anybody but i'm offended you shouldn't be um <laughs> <laughs> but if if you should be offended you should be offended against anything i should say against irish people but like i i always knew that but like doing my research and everything it finally clicked that yeah when prisons get overcrowded you you ship them off to either australia or even some of the people i saw were sent off to tasmania which i really didn't know about that one but
1: the old Tasmanian devil getting after him.
0: Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been the worst impersonation I've ever heard of the Tasmanian devil. That
1: was actually me just trying to get the taste of this apple pie out of my mouth. Just take a good big swig.
0: Um, yeah, no, that's I all it was. That kind of checks out. And and honestly, the Tasmanian devil is like all I know about Tasmania. <laughs> and it's, a, it's a stupid cartoon from Looney Tunes. That that's the only With reference it, I have. I'm
1: the same way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Our A one at, at ranked fifty and forty nine on education, baby. Let's go Mississippi, <laughs> <and> Alabama.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of sweetie birds there. I don't care.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you can't have Pepe Le Pew anymore. You got canceled. Well, I, Gee, I wondered why. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, if anything is going to get canceled, I really don't blame them for canceling <laughs> that. I have no objections on that one. But, <laughs> <laughs> but to continue on, it is even stated, to kind of touch further on the overcrowding, it's stated that even during the potato famine of the late 1840s and Not early... Potatoes yeah man, the Myers, they just wanted the potatoes and they just were not growing, even though potatoes supposedly grow anywhere. Uh, in the <laughs> early 1850s that people would commit minor crimes just to be incarcerated.
1: I mean, I feel like I feel like it still goes on today like with homeless people, you know? Yeah. Like some of them would just do it just so they have a place to sleep at the night, you know?
0: Yeah, and and honestly, that was the biggest justification of, of why they did it. Like you said, so they have a place to sleep and a roof under their head, and more than likely, I'm gonna be fed, you know? So, why not, you know, commit a, a minor crime, be like, oh, darn, I'm going to jail. Sweet, here I am, you know?
1: So, I am gonna call you out on this one thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think the roof goes under your head, I think it's over your head. Uh, Bobby? Um...
0: <laughs> I uh, I appreciate it, but uh, politely, as, as politely as I can say this, politely go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> I
1: knew this coming too.
0: Yeah. Nope. Nope. You know me, <laughs> and I know you call me on my bullshit. Um, you're really good at that. I'm really confident in what I say, and then you're like, "Well, actually," and I'm like, "No, fuck you, <laughs>
1: And then when starts start second-guessing yourself, like, did I really say that?
0: No, I didn't.
1: Maybe, did I?
0: Well, when I go back and edit it, I'm going to know for certain. And if I did, <laughs> I'm going to text you and be like, you're an asshole. <laughs> but continuing on, I digress. Um, <laughs> the prisons saw a volley of inmates that were convicted for such things as treason during the several rebellions in Ireland's history. Just to run through a few... Of the several failed rebellions in Ireland's history, there was the rebellion of 1798, 1803, 1822, 1848, and 1867.
1: So, uh, so I the reason count right. Is that
0: five? <laughs> yes, that is five. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and, and honestly, Bobby, those are just the five I mentioned. <laughs> that list is probably a little longer. Um... <laughs> It didn't work go. the
1: last time. We'll try it again. If, we'll try if at first, it one more time.
0: If at first you don't succeed, try and try again. You know, it's... You know, no, it's, it's if, if, if,
1: no, it's try and try and try and try. And we'll try one more time. One more time.
0: Which, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll get to this point eventually, but eventually they, they figured it out. But something to note of the cruel, the cruelty, words are hard, the rebels faced after these insurgents was the was that of Robert Emmett. After the eighteen oh three rebellion, he was incarcerated at Kilmain and was eventually hung to death. But it gets better because after his hanging he was beheaded.
1: Hold on, so I know you say it like that, like hung to death, I feel like that's not like a like a regular hanging. Like, I feel like they made him suffer on that one.
0: Yeah, they uh they brought him out to uh uh, I believe it was Thomas Street in Dublin, and they uh, they hung him in front of a lot of people.
1: But like you know, nothing about hanging like it's either the trap door or they kick the stool out from under it, and it's pretty fast. Whenever you say you hung somebody to death, I feel like they're like sitting there making him suffer. Like maybe not like instantly snapping his neck, but maybe like more like strangling him. Yeah, more than likely.
0: I I, I don't disagree with that. It it was definitely not a um, a quick and painless death. Put that lightly. Um, they definitely made Robert Emmett suffer for uh, his treason against the crown. Um,
1: I mean, yeah. at least it wasn't the horses, I guess. Like uh, part.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. I was about to say uh, you're gonna have to explain that one. Yeah. No, that's 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 pretty <laughs> rough. That uh, as we like to say, that's not too good. Um,
1: <laughs> it's not too good. Not too good.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> but to to kind of get us to the point I was bringing up earlier in nine. 19- 16, 14 leaders of the eastern rising were executed at the prison by way of firing squad and one of these men was severely injured in the battle and as a result they bound him to a chair before executing him so you gotta imagine the, the British military and the quasi-military that they had established in Ireland, which was essentially a police force, but in actuality was quasi-military. They brought him in on a stretcher, bound and tied him to a chair, and then executed him by a firing squad.
1: Well, time out. Time out, time out. So... So they said he was severely injured, was he like, they already tried to do a firing squad once and they just didn't kill him?
0: Well, to, to continue on that, so Eastern Rising was a large step in Ireland's war for independence against the British. Though the war did not start until 1919, and it inevitably ended in 1921, Eastern Rising was a week-long battle between Irish independence forces and british forces after they had successfully captured several government buildings in ireland in uh, dublin excuse me
1: so it wasn't during the firing squad it was actually during the war he got injured
0: yep he was injured during the the week-long battle that uh, it took the british to to recapture those buildings in dublin
1: okay so that makes more sense now so I was to say if they did the firing squad and he just got like severely injured, he didn't die. I think at that point they just be like, All right, cool, but we tried it once, you're free to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's
0: he served his sentence, you know. He, <laughs> it didn't work. Let's let's not try it again. And and honestly, if that's kind of the case too, these guys are really bad shots. Yeah. These maybe shouldn't be the guys you have on the firing squad. Maybe <laughs> she recruit some other guys. <laughs> You put those up, up out there on the front line. <laughs> yeah, you let you let them charging with the bayonet. You're you're not making those guys marksmen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that just okay.
0: So we got that cleared up now. Okay, cool. <laughs> Further, kind of establish the significance of Easter Rising. So, of course, it has the name of Easter Rising because the first day of the event took place on Easter Monday, and Easter Rising was the realization of Ireland's nation of independence and as isn't a previous state,
1: <sighs> good friday better monday isn't it monday is.
0: look the internet said easter monday <laughs> that's that's what i'm going with the internet is never wrong bobby <laughs> well, you, you know. can believe everything on the internet <laughs> especially Social. Wikipedia. you know especially <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> no i i it's the number teacher. one source Site well, it's one number one source for ninety nine percent of college essays. No, <laughs> I I no literally... no
1: no that is um
0: oh what was it you can't even think anymore
1: that website that you just throw it in there it's like like throw your paper in there and be like yeah this is so like so much plagiarized
0: yeah you see I didn't suck at writing essays so I didn't use it um apologies to everybody else who did suck at writing oh essays. I
1: did um I quoted half the book in
0: my essays. And they like, "This is like eighty percent plagiarism." I was like, "But it's quoted. It's in quotations. It's okay. <laughs> the whole so it essay count. is is the introduction. the The body is just all one big quote, and then conclusion. That's it.
1: <laughs> yes, it's three paragraphs of three pages of the book.
0: <laughs> Might as well be. You know why not? You know the you know, Arthur just said it the... so well. Why why attempt to my it, words? Either. Yeah. You want me
1: to interpret interpret this book? Well, here's my interpretation. This is where I got it from. The yeah. end. Th-
0: these are the words he said. So, you know, <laughs> might as well. No, uh, what I was gonna say is literally, I in my investigations, I use Wikipedia not for any script writing, just for
1: the facts. Is that what you're saying?
0: well so so information that i can then put into a search engine and see where that takes me it's all wrong i mean i'm not gonna refute that several times i find absolutely nothing anywhere (laughs) online except it taking me back to that same exact wikipedia page but (laughs) and and whenever that happens that doesn't get entered in the script so yeah but I digress <laughs> we'll, we'll continue on then on that tangent um so as I previously stated the the of uh, this event saw a week's worth of fighting claiming the lives of over 400 people and as a result of this battle thousands were incarcerated the war that was to follow was fought between British and Irish Republican Army forces also known as the IRA the IRA I I had always known Bobby uh, was a terrorist organization that was actually found in the 1960s with the main objective of unifying Ireland and Northern Ireland. So my first knowledge of the, the terrorist organization, which is also called the Provisional Irish Republican Army, just shortened down to the IRA, the first time I ever knew about them was a deadliest warrior. I want to say it was them versus Al-Qaeda. Because uh, that show, they, they had them, like, pitting one force versus another. And they went on to talk about how gruesome the IRA was between its foundation in the 60s up until the 90s. And these guys would, you know, use pipe bombs, namely with nails within them for shrapnel uh, to kill British forces and British police force during this stint of terrorism. And so whenever I saw the Irish Republican army taking place in this event, I was like, whoa, is, is that the continuation of the the terrorist organization? It's like, no, that, that was a totally separate thing. So I just really wanted to bring up that point. Cause I'm a, I'm a history nerd. Um, so.
1: And now we have the NRA, you know, it's all basically the same. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, let's get political on a supernatural <laughs> podcast. <laughs> nope i'm I'm gonna keep going uh moving on past that uh so as a result of easter rising and the war to come the prison was reopened after it had been closed in 1910 and eventually saw its abandonment in 1924 after the irish civil war so like i said the war for independence was between 1919 and 1921 but for the most part, the my knowledge of it, the Irish Civil War took place right after that. So they won their independence, and then it didn't go too well. But yeah, you know, good good looking out on Ireland, and you know what what they've been able to make of their circumstance. Uh, but yeah, it was a very war torn, bloody time uh, for the country, especially coming right off of the coattails of World War One that had ended in 1918. So, yeah, not a great time in this time frame.
1: Yeah, sorry. I, I zoned out because my dad get up finally at 1130. <laughs> and he was, like, being super loud, so I kind of zoned out. <laughs>
0: you know, like Jason's talking about history bullshit and and years. <laughs> I, I really don't care. And all of a sudden I, I, I
1: hear th- my dad, oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So Bobby, to to get back to the stuff that fascinates you, we'll kind of go ahead and dive a little bit, kind of give you some more backstory before we fully get to the supernatural, but we're getting there. In 1960, a committee was formed to restore the prison to its former glory, but right from the precipice of restoration, the paranormal started to rear its head. The man overseeing the project moved him and his family to the prison. The overseer stated that one night when he was getting ready for bed, He noticed outside of his window the chapel lights were on, though he had believed he turned them off. As a result, he went, turned them off, and when returning back to his quarters, he saw that they were once again on. It is said that he made several trips back and forth for a good part of the night, turning the lights off just to see them back on again. And so Bobby, I have to imagine, if it was me, I would have given up on that a lot sooner than probably he did and at the very least i would have waited and be like okay i know i turn these lights off i'm just gonna stand here right at the door and see if they come back on but i also kind of imagine like this entire time like if you were just to kind of watch this from like the greens between the warden's house and the chapel just hearing that monty python music playing the entire time as he's walking back and forth and, you know just stupid stuff like that that's where my mind goes you know i'm a child but
1: well, I mean, I feel like I'm the same way, though. Like, in my own house. <laughs> I gotta know I turned that light off. It was, like, you know, Tuesday. Um, I think me and you talked about this. Um, I make sure all the lights are off in my house before I leave. Well, mm-hmm. Tuesday, I knew the pest control guy was coming. Yeah, he decided to leave on every single light in my house. A minute before he left. <laughs> I was
0: ticked. I think you like, doesn't he know prices are going up? Yeah, exactly. That's my point. You don't live here. You ain't gotta pay these bills. You ain't gotta pay these bills. You can catch these hands, but you ain't gotta pay these bills. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's just kind of remind me of that. Just a little bit. Yeah, I know it was a lame story, but there you go. Nothing, um, nothing too terribly, like, haunting.
0: I don't know. Pest control can be pretty haunting sometimes. But... I digress. The, the chapel is believed to be the most haunted area on the premises with a number of mediums stating that it is in this area of the prison where an evil entity still lingers. It makes me curious from my very American understanding of Ireland and in my belief that they're a very religious people. And I'm kind of curious to think that may why the chapel is believed to, to harbor such a dark entity and because and, I, Catholic. <laughs> and I say that <laughs> to say maybe maybe one of the inmates who died here or one of those who were executed felt betrayed by God and accepted upon themselves something more sinister. Give me a second to put this thought together. <sighs> it's late. God it's late. It's not um, as late as we usually record, honestly.
1: Yeah, but I've also been on the road for four hours, it seemed like. Hey, let's um, play
0: uh, Justin Timberlake, Cry Me a River. Cry um... me a river. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, stop. <laughs> Alexa, stop, <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, stop goddamn it! I said that so softly, and she still got it. i was i was getting real close to the mic kind of doing a little bit of a whispering and she's like what'd you say i heard that i'm always listening you said i heard my name that. you said my name say my name say my name hey oh no i'm kidding <laughs> i'm not gonna pump, push my luck twice <laughs> copyright strike real quick
1: all that out
0: <laughs> no i'm keeping it i'm keeping that
1: <laughs> um But here's here's my actual theory, besides him being Catholic. Um, (laughs) What if... No, probably not. They know that that part of the building
0: has always been the chapel? So I don't know that verbatim, but I would have to assume yes. Because, like, what if...
1: Because I can't imagine they built all this prison at one time... I'm sure they built, like, part of it and then just kept adding on to it. So my theory is that at one point, what they have is now at the chapel was where they had the executions.
0: Going to the chapel and uh, Bobby's going to get married. Um, maybe. That's, that's not a bad, you know, uh, assumption.
1: Because, I mean, you got to think... Where executions take place is usually going to be in a big room because they have to have witnesses and everything.
0: Big room, open field. Potato, potato.
1: Well, you know, depending on what kind of execution it is. Yeah. So, I mean, if you have a big room that has to have a bunch of witnesses, they're like, okay, we're going to move the execution room somewhere else. We're just going to make this into the chapel.
0: We're going to make this murder room a place of the Lord.
1: (laughs) We're going to make this very dark place into a
0: very light place. I, I I still don't know how lighthearted a chapel is at a prison. I don't know. I've never been to prison or a prison chapel. Um, wait, you haven't? Luckily, not. Uh, oh,
1: come on.
0: At least not
1: yet. I know there's that one time that me and you, while I was in Florence. We went and saw my boy Mike in the old Lauderdale County, and
0: um, Lauderd- Florence we- is in Lauderdale County, yes.
1: Yeah, in old Waterdale County Jail,
0: uh, you know where the whites left. Um. <laughs> you, that no, that was the whole reason you wanted to say that. You just want to bring up the whites, just <laughs> bring them up. Had to plug that somehow. Get off it! Get off it! Get off it. <laughs> that was your girl, you know. That, 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 that was his girl. Well, I'm gonna let <laughs> him keep her. That is a yeah, big he, he man that I whole- do. Foot and a half on you, if not more, honestly. Um, <laughs> and uh at least double my weight, so he he can he can keep pretty No, no arguments for me. No, sorry, I am okay. Are you afraid he's going to hear this? What?
1: sir <laughs> so you're afraid he's going to hear this?
0: Um, I don't think I'm that worried. Um,
1: he is it, right down the road from me now.
0: Did they did they bring him back? Hmm. Oh, shit. Maybe I should be worried. <laughs> <laughs> He's done it once. can <laughs> okay, do it again. As, as Bush said, fool me once. You know, shame on you, you. Fool me twice. You, you, can't, fool me you can't fool me again. You can't fool me again. Getting political again. Uh, Continuing on. <laughs> Get, getting back on topic. So, a worker during the restoration accounted that one day while painting... He was flung across the room and pinned to a wall. He said... Oh, huh, they're trying to get freaky. <laughs> just give me a minute. Just give me a minute. <laughs> he said that he had to fight to free himself, although he saw nothing. Once the man was free, he ran from the building and would never return to it. And honestly, if, if I was in his circumstances, just being the the asshole that I am. I'd be like, you know, something yeah. sexual, you know, like, oh, come on, you can do better than that. Like, Let's go. <laughs> Harder. <laughs> <laughs> Choke me oh, while you do it. Harder. Harder.
1: Go Packers. <laughs> what um little, uh, freaky link over there. No freaky link. You know, uh, the
0: sneaky link is what, what the kids call it now. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it's past me. We're, we're getting old, Bobby. We, uh, I'm, I'm still stuck on the whip and the nene. um, even though that was in 2014. But anyways, uh, <laughs> so during the restoration, uh, several other workers accounted in the Echoing Corridor that they would hear footsteps walking up the steps, stopping on occasion, before proceeding yet again. The footsteps will walk up to you before pushing forward deeper into the hallway. As the steps pass where you are standing, it is said that you will feel an immense cold wash over you.
1: Alright, I know who that is. That's a guard. Keep in watch.
0: I, th- I think I would subscribe to that. You know, they're they're kind of stopping. You know, kind of doing their rounds, um checking in, seeing what everything's going on, and then proceeding on.
1: Or if they're like, uh, "Oh, Vicky, you know, uh, checking in with her lover."
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> singing, "Can you buy me a drink?" Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take you home with me, literally. Uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> I take you home to Indiana. <laughs> Jesus, <H>. age. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, you tired of me already. He's like, I wrote another episode. Yeah, before. I know.
0: <laughs> I I know. Gotta gotta get more of these shitty ass shots to to get me through that. <laughs> um, but but Bobby, my my final note. Is that while touring the premises, guests will commonly state that they see apparitions wearing uh, age-appropriate apparel. And that one point of interest is the chapel balcony that appears to always draw the attention of the crowd as a sense of being watched falls over them.
1: Uh, Yeah, that was pre-store.
0: Okay, it's... (laughs) Let's not take it there. I don't know. Me, me being in my psychotic mind, I don't know. Um, Whenever I go to a place like that, even though I I have no military service, no post-traumatic stress or anything from any, any potential combat being close to it or or nothing like that, I, I still have that mindset of, so I think my mind would just m- automatically go to the chapel balcony and be like right there. That's where well, they see,
1: that's it. that kind of goes back to the, for me going to the uh, killing floor. you know, because I mean, I feel like if it wasn't always the chapel and it was killing for before mm-hmm. and you had that balcony there, you know, who's to say that you didn't have the
0: uh, warden sitting up there watching the executions. Yeah,
1: making sure yeah. they're going through.
0: Yeah, and and who's to say maybe he didn't enjoy it, you know?
1: Yeah, having his little glass of whatever that whiskey is now that uh, <laughs> Conor McGregor
0: owns. <laughs> oh, proper proper twelve.
1: Yeah, having him a good old glass of proper twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little uh, cigar action going, you know?
0: You're like, what? What Irish reference can I make here? Connor McGregor. There we go. That's. Well, that's I was going to
1: say Dubliner, but I'd much rather use proper 12.
0: Hey, I like
1: Dubliner. Yeah, I like Dubliner, too. I
0: don't like proper 12. I don't either. It's not that great. <laughs> no crashes, have... Connor. Please. Yeah, I uh, I can't fight you, nor can Bobby fight you, nor can we fight y- you together. So <laughs> I'll throw Jason at you. So be on the lookout for that. Bobby will use my body as a weapon. Um, the only thing later. I
1: got on him is weight.
0: And I got a lot of it. Uh, only thing <laughs> I have on him... <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that you have on him too is age. Um, and I don't think that matters a lot. He's he's not that old, so... Hopefully he still has that broken foot and he's kind of outrun while he hops. Oh, that, that'd that be the only thing I'd go for is for the leg yeah <laughs> <laughs> But, but honestly, just... Check
1: like, me again! Check, it. Check <laughs> it!
0: But honestly, Bobby, just to backtrack a little bit, just to kind of talk about how much of a child I am, uh, whenever you said Killing Floor, my mind instinctively go went to Jackbox, and I thought, oh, yeah, welcome to the Killing Floor. Like,
1: yeah, yeah, no, that's why I said it.
0: <laughs> that's, that's all I thought about.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, get out of my mind. Like, I'm always in yours. Because uh, that's the reason why I said it. Yeah. <laughs> it's because it was just the first thing. Like, when you said execution, that's all my mind went to. is like, solve this math problem to survive. Yeah,
0: you gotta be your friends.
1: <laughs> Remember this pattern.
0: <laughs> spell these words. Fuck, I can't do that. I'm an idiot. I can do all lot of other shit good. I'm an idiot word. You can spell a word with more than six letters. You'll survive. I got you I got you. a three-letter word. That's as that's good as I'm doing. Um... <laughs> i a four letter word. That's uh, on a good day. Um, <laughs> but Bobby, with that being said, any any final comments on the Kilmainham Jail? It
1: was a uh, Kilmainham time.
0: You've made a lot of bad jokes on this series, Bobby. Um and I wish I
1: was like recording right now like on my camera just show my face.
0: Oh, I, I know you, you got it, just a stupid ass smirk on your face right now. <laughs> <laughs> and that honestly pisses me off more. <laughs> the
1: awkward smile.
0: Yep. Yep. The, the the uh 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 kind of smile. No. Just, just just no, no, no. No, 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 no. no, no. Not your best. It's not too good. I just like making you mad. Over this. <laughs> I think that became your favorite thing. You're like, you know, I'm not here to to provide good content for the. For the listeners, I'm not here to to learn something. You know, I'm not here to have a good time with my buddy Jason. I'm here to piss Jason off. That's that's my job. Yeah,
1: absolutely. <laughs> that's that's what the people want.
0: I got an in inbox on Instagram. <laughs>
1: Somewhere, I'm sure you,
0: you got one DM that's just piss Jason off more. And you're like, got it. That's <laughs> that's. My- <laughs> No, the, Absolutely. Is it, actually, I can the, do that
1: for you. <laughs> actually, I'm the one who sent it in. He has a little... Uh, okay, look, guys. There's one thing we won't do on this channel. And that is kink shame. So, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was about to say, there's a lot of things we won't do on this channel, but where are we going with that?
1: <laughs> We're going kink shame people here, okay?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you're trying to say I'm a masochist. Don't know what that means, but we're not going we'll to shame that either. <laughs> that Mississippi education coming through yet again. <laughs> oh Jesus H! Well, Bobby, besides all that terribleness that you just had, um, <laughs> that we just had, um, <laughs> any any final comments? question
1: that was it that's that's all i got
0: yep 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 no i understand (laughs) um well bobby with that being said thank you to our listeners and i will let you close this out uh you may have to close this out because my computer froze up (laughs) god dang it
1: (laughs) oh no what's going on with it
0: technical let let me change my notes (laughs) So since Bobby is having technical difficulties, I'll go ahead and close this out. So thank you for listening to this episode of Alcoholic Anomalies. If you like this episode, please feel free to share it with a friend and leave us a rating on your favorite podcast platform. As a disclaimer, Bobby and I are drinking heavily during these episodes, though we do not intend to travel anywhere. Uh, And if we did, we would always make sure that we do have a designated driver. But with that being said, also something we always want to touch on is if you or a loved one are suffering from suicide or suicidal tendencies, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. Help is available 24-7, and we love all of our listeners. Thank you.